Hello, ladies and gentlemen, the people on YouTube. This is a this is a tough one. I'm gonna be honest, very tough one. As always, uh, you can find this uh, if you search for the voice of Yamaro on most uh, uh, podcast applications, the biggest ones at least. This was a crazy series. Full disclosure: I thought JDG would win. Uh, my reasoning for it is uh, uh, throughout the year, I think JDG showed uh, a lot of promise. Even though JDG's head coach uh, said that the meta doesn't really fit them, I thought that this meta was almost perfect for them. Uh, I see Yagao as a player that plays more for his jungle. Uh, Kanavi is someone that has led the charge uh, throughout the year. So I thought, like, I, I felt quite the contrary that uh, that JDG was indeed set up for this. But of course, the head coach of JDG uh, has has a better opinion on how what his team is bad at uh, and not uh, than me, of course. Uh, anyhow, uh, JDG didn't have uh, the cleanest group stage. They ended on a strong note and they played against Damwon, but that game didn't matter, so it was hard to take anything away from it. But all in all, I'm, I was very disappointed with JDG uh, across the tournament. Uh, I think if, um, if you look at JDG and uh, the expectations coming into the tournament, uh, it's almost as if... Um, you know, I, I don't want to pinpoint a specific player, but I think if anyone deserves the Daddy Award, it's the entirety of, of JDG. Um, at the same time, Suning, you know, they deserve a lot of props. Uh, I've been saying since day one that they are a dark horse. Like, they have some great individual players. Uh, when they're playing at their highest, uh, the, these are some of the players that can definitely, you know, at some point in their career, become the best players in their position, which is um, exciting. I think they showcased a lot of that today. I think Suning's uh, preparation was better. Uh, I think also what truly, really, really mattered in the end was just uh, mechanical skill. Uh, because this series was is, is very, very hard to summarize because it was brawl after brawl and it didn't really feel like... Like I was watching these games with Jizuke and I was trying to take a step back and look at the game state and look at what you know the team should play for, what they should look for next. Uh, but... It, it felt borderline spontaneous where everyone's like rallying around oh this guy has no flash let's just keep fighting on him and then eventually Suning just uh, proved that they are mechanically superior like they were even in game one this game that we have on your screen this game even though JDG won uh, this was a game where Suning honestly you could say that they threw uh, they had some natural opportunities uh, that were given away it was very very back and forth and it was uh, super super wild I was sitting here and talking with Twitcher for the longest time ever about how uh, we're going to describe these games but uh, you know th this is one of those series where you can just look at all game highlights you look it up on YouTube and you will find a lot of joy because it was just a constant brawl it was just a constant brawl and I felt like on the day Suning mechanically performed uh, much better and as I mentioned, the preparation also felt uh, superior. Uh, the key picks of this entire best of five was uh, one of them was Zoe. Zoe is something that I missed in the group stage. I didn't understand uh, why it wasn't played because once again, it's one of those champions that works in the current meta because uh, she does indeed have a lot of power one to five. And one to five is so, so important. And... Um, we have a lot of great Zoe players at the World Championship. We think Showmaker, we think BDD, we think Yagao, we think Angel, we think even Knight. Uh, well, Knight? Knight is just good at everything, but he doesn't have like a standout Zoe. Uh, 
uh, Showmaker, Trovi, I think BDD, Yagao, uh, uh, Angel, Standout, Zoe players. Anyhow, we saw a lot of Zoe today. I think Zoe won every single game, if I remember correctly. Uh, this is uh, good because it makes me feel sane again. Because it's like sometimes matchups and, uh, uh, you know, sometimes matchups get figured out within scrims and then it just kind of disappears. And then, like, the whole region kind of agrees, or the whole tournament agrees uh, upon this idea. So I didn't want to speak too heavily on it, but. Good to see Zoe back. Zoe definitely, you know, in a skirmish heavy game where there's a lot of summoners being dropped, can definitely do well. And I think Angel and Yagao, both of them are fantastic Zoe players. So that was super, super good. Uh, looking at the first game, let's just jump into it. Uh, Suning's strategy was to remove the Orn, which is good. Zoom is a fantastic Orn, and JDG uh, really rally around this Orn pick super well. This is something that they haven't been allowed to play almost at all so that is positive uh, Camille was also permabanned because both sides have a great Camille player but I believe JDG banned it uh, every single game Twisted Fate removed and then here I thought this was a weakness from Suning banning Lucian on blue side uh, Lucian is a very common red side ban imagine this situation here Suning where they look to when Nidli and Lucian is open they don't ban Lucian um, let's say they ban Graves on three and they Pick Lucian, enemy takes Nidalee, you have uh, Lilia for your for yourself and you have the Lucian first pick. Or if the enemy ban Lucian on three, you have the Nidalee first pick, Graves is already out and you're going to be uh, very happy. I like Nidalee into Lilia because all of the champions that synergize well with Nidalee are good into Lilia. While the jungle matchup in isolation, Lilia has some counterplay and it isn't completely one-sided. It's just like when you, th when you think of a... Uh, Nidalee, you pick it together with a set, you pick it together with a Pantheon, you pick it together with uh, all of these uh, juicy uh, champions that have hard CC. Anyhow, we have the Grace first pick, instant response, Renekton, Lilia. And we don't mind this too much, because here in this situation, Orn is out, and also Camille is out. So the, the, the amount of top laners that are blindable uh, is definitely limited. And uh, Lilia and Renekton have uh, some sense of synergy uh, we appreciate it. Uh, we have an AD champion, AP jungle champion, and uh, they both want to be very, very active in the beginning of the game. Here I was surprised, uh, Graves, Galio, Gangplank as the continuation. I like GP into Renekton. It's something that I made Summit pick many, many times. I am a supporter of uh, this particular matchup. I, um, I like it for GP. Uh, obviously, GP will be under pressure like what happened in this game it is natural for gp to be under pressure in this game but the amount of value that gp brings to uh, the team even if you're 30 cs behind usually just uh, outperforms uh, renekton in the game so I, I i really really you know i'm a big fan of gangplank and uh, ben uh, showed us uh, everyone in europe uh, why he uh, is a fantastic gangplank you know he, he blew up uh, g2 and uh, in general i think his lane phase was also very very good that game against uh, uh, wunder uh, zoe gets picked uh, zoe is a good matchup into into galio uh, i think uh, most matchups are good into galio uh, here uh, uh, you have um, you know uh, the story of uh, the best of five and in general this tournament i feel like galio you know, doesn't bring enough uh, to the table to justify uh, the pick. I think it's too easy to choose 
the precise champion that is good into the enemy team because there's so many choices of what you can pick into Galio. Uh, Galio also has a blind pick. It's just too many options. Because in most 1v1s, Galio loses. And the idea is that Galio has Predator. It's a very good engage tool. And um, you just press Predator. It has low cooldown. You activate it. You engage with W. And that's it. But I'm not a big fan. Like uh, Galio can make trades and sacrifice his HP in order to you know, uh, get his jungle ahead. And uh, there are scenarios where uh, that pans out. But I think the conditions that need to be met are just too difficult to achieve, in my opinion. And um, it, from what we've seen so far, most Galio teams tend to struggle. And another key thing about Galio is that now when Camille has uh, found herself in this permaban state, like Camille is always out, the synergies that Galio have with uh, a lot of champions aren't really there. And I think that's how you get uh, maximized uh, value out of Galio. So Galio, sure, can trade HP to get Pryo, can move on, can can play for his jungler. But um, I feel like as the tournament has progressed and every team is getting better and more precise, I think uh, this is uh, something that uh, has counterplay. I think play teams are playing around it. Like Galio won one game in this game, uh, in this series. And um, I think that game was won because of other reasons and not necessarily Galio. Because Galio almost turned into a liability in that game. Anyhow, Zoe. Zoe gets locked in. Zoe uh, fits with the theme of what Lily and Renekton want to accomplish. Ezreal, Ash, Caitlyn out, and then Jin. And Misfortune, I appreciate the Misfortune when it's together with the Lilia. Because Misfortune Ultimate, just because it's damaged over time, it doesn't break Lilia's sleep. So you can do some very nasty combinations where, like... It doesn't make sense because you have this woman screaming, ah, ha, 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 and she's like firing bullets, and uh, you are fast asleep. So that one is uh, very, very interesting that uh, it works, but it does. So that's a combination that is good. But here, in this position, Jin, Zoe, Lilia, Renekton, uh, I, I think red side draft, Like the, the only problem is the GP. Like The GP is the beauty of this. Uh, but then you have Misfortune Bard. Bard is a strong champion too. Into Jin, into Zoe as well. I like the Bard rotation. If we think of other AD carries that they might uh, be able to pick here, mm, it's tough to make a choice because Ezreal, Ash, Kate are banned, and then Jin uh, is here. Like ideally, it would be Ezreal. I think Ezreal would fit uh, this composition the best because it does well into Renekton and Zoe as well, and it's fine into Jin. And Bard, Ezreal is a fine lane. Um, Ezreal's out. Ash, I wouldn't like either. Hmm. Yeah, Senna wasn't really touched at all in this series, and I don't think it was touched uh, yesterday either. I'm just double checking, so I'm not talking out of my arse. Oh, Senna was actually locked in here by DRX. And then Senna was locked in here by DRX. And then Senna was ignored. Okay. So we got picked twice. So I'm talking out of my arse. Maybe Senna would be better here. But. I think, I think the the idea here is just to to play to pick something that actually can contest Pryo against Jin. I, I think that's it. There isn't some incredible synergy or any other reason beside it that I can find. I think Misfortune just looked for 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 to to contest Jin uh, in, in 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 the Pryo department. Okay. Anyhow, this game started the story of the series. 
This game was very dirty, back and forth. I was watching it with Jizuke, and we're like paying attention to the game state, we're discussing it. We're like, okay, Rennington is ahead. Maybe they can look for dives top, so we can get Pryo. Gali ult is down. We were we were looking at like all of these pieces that uh, in a lot of cases matter. But as we progressed, like throughout the game, there was a lot of like spontaneous fighting. Almost it was it was it was quite wild. Because I think even in this game, you know, th there was a big fight around Dragon. Um, JGG were two drakes up. Suning got the third one, fourth one. It was... I'm, I'm trying to find ways to summarize this. But it was... It was mad. It was really, really mad. I, I just remember in this game, there was two specific situations where Suning were very dominant and they were in a position where they could potentially do Nash. And in a world where they didn't commit as hard as they did onto the Drake and maybe rush Nash right away, maybe they would have just won game one and they would have 3 0 JDG. So there was a situation where they fought around Dragon, JDG were looking for third Drake, uh, they had uh, uh, some certain spikes, they were in a decent state, the GPU was just too powerful, and, uh, and Suning actually uh, won uh, the fight. It was a very, very beautiful GPU. I, I suggest you guys uh, go back and take a look at that. But also JGG and the way they prepared that Drake, specific Drake fight that I'm talking about. Uh, Zoom was completely out of position. He wasn't involved in the fight. And uh, I, I've, it almost felt like JGG didn't expect the enemy to contest. But it's ridiculous to to have that kind of an expectation. Zoom was looking for the flank, but the fight was already over before it started. And then Suning did the Ocean Drake, and then he walked towards Nash. And uh, the spawn timers were very, very short. Yagao did the smart thing with his spellbook to, to get his smite. So he took a smite and then he went towards the pit and uh, Suning were too scared to uh, coin flip the 50-50 because Suning could maybe go for like a finish, to just go finish Nash. Uh, maybe it would have been like a, a very decent call, but uh, it just uh, didn't uh, pan out that way. They walked out and then JGG overextended. I felt like Loken really messed up that fight. As you see, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm a play-by-play -play caster because... Uh, it's it's that's what the game was. It was just constant chaos, uh, very little regard to game state. I think there was a lot of constant fighting. There was there were scenarios where GP was like catching a side wave and pushing, and then Suning were just contesting river and getting caught by a Zoe bubble. It was quite ridiculous. And then JDG at one point started Nash. They got fought there, and then they died, and then it's just it was just a complete fiesta. It was really really. Uh, down to the bone uh, a fiesta there were some some beautiful situations where we had individual outplays individual moments that looked very very good and um i remember this specific uh, fight uh, at uh, fourth uh, drake where uh SOFM went into the pit he got the galio ultimate they barred ulted on top of him and they managed to get a double kill and then the same situation uh, appeared again where they could uh, pressure the nasher uh uh, Luma was dead, Zoom was dead, and um, then the tricky thing for Suning was, instead of just doing Nash at this point now, 27 minutes in, they uh, just uh, did, a, did a split call where they went for Zoe, Zoe flashed out, and then they were out of position, Zoe comboed with the protobullet, and uh, uh, JG managed to defend the Nasher that Suning uh, completely had under control. It was... 
it was so strange you know from from an from a point of view of trying to make analysis of this game you know this is i was watching it with jizuki so jizuki loves this jizuki loves this type of game where it's just skill check after skill check after skill check that is forced by both sides and it feels like it's just they don't regard the, the state of the game it is just everyone's rolling with the punches it is as if uh, you know you have two knockout artists like let's say you had Deontay Wilder fighting against a Mike Tyson. Uh, well, to be fair, Mike Tyson was... No, that's not a comparison that I, I'm going to get a lot of angry boxing fans. Uh, a Deontay Wilder versus Deontay Wilder. Let's have two Deontay Wilders and they're just trying to swing at each other and knock each other out. But one Deontay Wilder had a better draft and was performing better mechanically on the day. Yeah, this analogy is completely out. <laughs> it is scuffed. It is very, very scuffed. Suning had a nice situation. Yagao saved it with his Zoe. was was beautiful. He flashed out. And then off of that, JGG got Nash. And then eventually we had a situation where they got Soul. Uh, that Soul fight uh, honestly just kind of decided the game uh, uh, in the end. It just kind of put uh, the enemy team uh, in the coffin. There were some decisions that uh, JGG also did in this game where like uh, uh, Kanavi was cancelling bases in the mid lane and uh, JG were pushing through topside and then they got an inhib. I'm just trying to piece it together. I am all over the place. I knew this summary would be difficult. I knew it. So forgive me. Forgive me for the chaos. Really, really forgive me for the chaos. Uh, it's 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 a mad game. A really, really mad game. And uh, I think if anything, the first game uh, showcase what a Zoe could really do. I think Yagao really, really like smurfed. Yagao really, really smurfed on Zoe. So I thought right after this game, boom, Zoe is going to be super, super high prior. And let's just see who is able to capitalize and, and recognize it. This game was 14 minutes long, something like that. Zoom got the Ocean Drake and then he was playing Renekton. And he was just uh, unkillable. He did a very, very nice play at the final uh, Drake fight where he was kind of uh, 1v3ing and just with Ocean Drake, uh, he was just unkillable. A lot of people are asking me, like, Zoom, is he deserving of the Daddy Award? Well, I think Zoom played quite well, honestly. Uh, like, like uh, two people in the same roles can play good. Like, Bin played good and Zoom played good. I think Zoom uh, was one of the better performers on JDG. I just think that, uh, you know, that volley bear pick he did later on uh, was a bit of uh, a bad one. Uh, I think we are ready to move on to the next game, right? I think uh, I've uh, tried to talk about this uh, enough. Let's just give uh, Yagao the MVP of this one. The Zoe uh, delivered and uh, that's it. <laughs> this game. So this game sooning uh, switched up gears. Uh, let me just make sure that it shows on stream. That this is not the one. This is the one. Boom. Okay. Sooning continued in the same fashion. First pick Graves, but they took away Zoe and Jin. <laughs> so they were like. Legit, these are the two champions that caused us the most amount of problem in the last game. Let's just take him away. Loken is known for his Jin, and Yaga is no, known for his Zoe. So it's not 
completely outlandish to uh, draw such a conclusion after. Uh, let me just take a sip of my juice. It's not completely outlandish to make a make such a decision. But here is where JGG, I felt, made a very similar mistake to to what um, what Tuning did. So I really don't like the Galio. Picking Galio into the Zoe. Zoe is favored here. And um, I'm not a fan. I thought here maybe they're going to go bar third pick. I thought maybe give some freedom uh, to yourself. But Yagao doesn't have the biggest champion pool. And this is something that people were worried about. Uh, Yagao's champion pool and him being a weakness as a mid laner. This is something that a lot of people coming into the tournament addressed. Uh, here, Bard into these three champions would have been powerful. Uh, you just think about uh, Grave, Zoe, Jin. They are very weak against the same things. Anyhow, uh, Galu gets locked in. Sure, same explanation as before. Can make some sacrifices to get Lily ahead. If that doesn't work, you're going to be in trouble. Uh, Kennen uh, is banned. Not sure why Kennen was banned. Like, sure, it's decent into Renekton. And uh, AD jungle, okay. I think that's that's a, a fair assessment. I just uh, didn't like the idea of giving GP again. You banned Tom. I didn't like it either. You're fifth picking support, so there is no reason to to ban Tom here. Uh, is the enemy gonna blind pick Tom? Maybe, maybe. You know, it's decent against Renek, decent against Galio, but uh, we haven't seen a lot of that in this tournament. So I, I don't think it's something that should be a big focus, especially when Suning are already missing a tank. Uh, so it's kind of weird to me. Bar gets banned, Misfortune gets fourth picked. Here we have the Lilia Misfortune combo that we spoke about. Doesn't wake anybody up. Leona GP. I think Tom should have been just GP ban if you want to remove the cannon. The only reason I, I said the cannon ban is weird is because I just, at this point, maybe GP ban makes a lot of sense. Playing Misfortune against GP is weird. And... Uh, Ben has had a lot of success on this champion. But, once again, JDG won the first game. Rannikton was ahead, so they were like, fuck it, let's just continue down the same line. Which is, which is reasonable. Which is completely reasonable. So let me try to find a way of describing this game. I remember it started off super well, because Zoe actually found Set, uh, got first blood... And then there was uh, this uh, huge fight where JGG ended up being ahead uh, together with uh, with the Gali Ultimate, which was uh, of course uh, beneficial for them. They managed to pick up a double kill. It was two two the scoreline, and um, <clears throat> I'm working here. I'm working here. My mind is going uh, two hundred miles an hour. I think the situation was that JGG actually had the Rift Herald, they forced on top tower, and Suning found this miraculous team fight. You know, I, I thought when I was watching it, an absolute beauty of a situation. I thought, wow, okay, JDG is ahead, just snowballing the Renekton. Uh, but in all honesty, what happened was uh, Suning went for a collapse, they found the Great Leona ultimate, the, the Gangplank ultimate also landed on the enemy's head, and then Suning's comp composition... If they're ahead against all of these champions that require to snowball, 
Like if you're looking at the, the, the Galio, you're looking at uh, the Lilia, Renekton. Like Lilia, sure, can find some moments of, of brilliance in, in any type of game. But Renekton, Galio, Misfortune, Set, these are champions that need to have a lot of good activity going on for themselves. Uh, if, if they fall behind, they're not going to bring you back into the game against the champions that are on the blue side. Graves is going to have a lot of value against Galio and Renekton. Graves is scaling wonderful here. Same thing for Zoe. All of her targets are quite juicy. Uh, Gangplank uh, goes without saying. Gangplank is great as the time uh, goes on and ticks in the game. So anything that is slightly in Suning's favor is going to be super, super beneficial. And if I try to find some kind of a red thread throughout uh, the series was, uh, you know, as the fights went back and forth, the better composition and the, the players that executed better were winning out in the end. Uh, let's say they were winning 60% of the engagements at some point, and that was good enough for them to win out uh, the, com the complete series. I'm realizing that this summary sounds absolutely ridiculous. Jesus. Anyhow. The continuation of the game. There was this uh, huge Rift Herald fight that um, that that occurred. That um, you know, it started off with JDG killing off Sword Art, and I thought this is you know fine. This is good. This is a very good situation with JDG. They won the situation. This was around like 15 minute mark, second Rift Herald. And then Suning somehow turned it around. Like Suning were finding magic in these team fights, whether it was with uh, Huang Feng's uh, Jin or it was Bin's GP. Like GP was finding huge barrels, very impressive to do it. Like 15 minutes into the game on second Rift Herald, I remember I was so astonished because doing it with a gangplank that is not level 13 is so so difficult. Like level 13 is a very key breakpoint for GP because this is where all combos become super easy because uh, the timing of uh, the barrels and uh, goes down like the way that the HP takes down is, is very very easy to to play around because it you can tie it into like distance very easily to 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 know uh, when you should queue and so forth nevertheless he managed to pull it off huge barrel onto three people and then SOFM just comes in with the graves and gin and just kills the enemy team off boom 4k gold ahead they just ace the enemy team, and then the game is just finished because uh, draft gap. Honestly, it wasn't the cleanest finish to to a, to, a, to a game. JDG uh, fought back a little bit, but then you know uh, the 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 chickens came home to roost. I don't know how <laughs> how you say it. <laughs> My goodness. Yes, brawls into. Suning, just piecing it together. You know, I want to make it clear that I don't want to take anything away from Suning because some of the things that they did were so mechanically stunning that uh, I was time and time again impressed. You know, watching a game, watching a game, I have two modes when I watch a game. I watch a game for entertainment or I watch a game for the sake of, you know, learning and looking at the situation. And this game always dragged me into the place of wanting to to watch it for the sake of the entertainment. 
And I also don't want to uh, come across as if there was absolutely no sense behind this game because like, even in the fight that the JDG lost, on paper it makes sense for them to force any type of team fights. But Sunni just pieced it together so beautifully uh, with the GP battles and the, the SOFM playing around his dash and so forth. And uh, they really, really played to the limits of their champions. Game number three was a hilarious one because me and Jizuke actually, uh, me and Jizuke actually uh, reviewed it or reviewed it. We reacted to it. Uh, this game was over level one. As depressing as that might sound, uh, it really was. A JDG. So basically, what happened? Let me paint you guys the pictures. SOFM rushed out of base and just warded the mid bush and jdg they were looking to invade they had twisted fate they had lilia they had pantheon ezreal their level one is fantastic really really good one of the best level ones ever and the problem was that let's say level one is like you're robbing robbing a bank okay you're robbing a bank you're robbing a bank, Har, this is a stick-up. But as you're planning to rob the bank, you 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 look at the time, you're like, you have a meeting time set with uh, the other robbers, you're standing outside of the bank, hmm, uh, okay, we're just going to chill here and wait. You, you, you even have the mask pulled down, like you have the mask all the way pulled down, you're just standing outside of the bank. And uh, as... And and then you finally your homies arrive. You're like, okay, they're on time now. Okay, let's 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 move in. Let's move in. And then it's like the bank has fucking glass doors because SOFM put the word down. It has glass doors, and the security is like, what are these dumbasses doing? And 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 then like GP skilled barrel level one, Galio skilled W level one. He just channeled his taunt, and then the worst thing possible happened for JGG. It was an absolute disaster what happened gp got a double kill so he had the 400 gold from the first blood and he had the 300 g's from uh, the second kill and he started sapphire crystal so what does that mean piece it together put one and one together he had a sheen he had a sheen from level one my goodness, man had a sheen against the Volibear. Of course, if you play against the Gangplank from level 1, when you have, you know, uh, a, a sheen from level 1, you're not going to be able to contest the lane at all. It was an absolute uh, disaster. It was a disaster. Uh, so now we spoke about the level 1. Uh, talking about the draft, I really liked the Ezreal. I thought the Ezreal was good. I didn't like the Volibear because we know, we've been talking about this on this channel a lot, the theme of Kindred and what you want to pick into the Kindred is ranged champions. So when I saw the Jax ban, I was like, no, no, why? Why was this Jax ban for? I think here you're looking to make sure that you either have Cannon Top or you have, uh, what's it called? Not the, the, the next, like a Jace. You have a Jace Top. You just want to pick champions that are ranged. Or you pick the GP yourself. Just pick the GP yourself, man. God bless you. Uh, ban champions like Irelia. Uh, ban maybe uh, Wukong, and then boom, uh, just lock in the Jace. 
Uh, I, I guess the problem with Jace now, as I'm saying it, I realize that there's a lot of champions that are good into Jace. That's the tricky part. Like Orn is banned, Volibear is fine into Jace. It's like a 50-50 matchup. If something slightly goes wrong for Jace, he's just completely annihilated. Um, Irelia, Ben would pick Irelia into Jace. That's something that's dangerous too. Um, what was the other one that I said? Wukong. Wukong can be fine against Jace, but I guess... I guess that would be the most playable matchup. You just ban Volibear, and then you ban uh, maybe maybe the freaking Irelia, and then you look for a Jace. Keep in mind, GDG is, of course, a blue side, so the Jace can be picked away, but I would be fine to be in that situation. It's just that you, you want to look to pick as many ranged champions as possible, and I think Volibear and Pantheon are two easy targets for Galleon Kindred to, to fight. Because even though... I'm talking about the level 1 and how problematic it was. It kind of shut down JDG's early game completely. Something that uh, Yagao did good in this game. I know a lot of people are clowning on his uh, to fate and I understand uh, why he would. Uh, it's just um, he farmed sideline super well. You can take a look at this game and you will see that uh, to fate is many levels ahead of Angel. And he managed to complete some items. And Ezreal was very relevant in this game. But I felt like the comeback was almost impossible because of the dead weight of Volibear and Pantheon in this game. I don't like it when you expose your... You, you have Twisted Fate, Lilia, Ezreal, and then you're supposed to pick 4-5 to really tie your composition together. And the problem is you're locked in Volibear for the sole purpose of having something to play through through the early game with Lilia and Twisted Fate. And that was completely shut down by GP. GP and his Sheen. Should I say GP or should I say Sheen? Uh, Charlie Sheen. Completely shut down any potential in the early game. Yagao got, I think, level 2 gank in this game. He didn't have a flash. I was forced to TP back into lane. Galio had a TP advantage. And uh, it was just a brutal, brutal game. And then finally when, you know, JGG managed to have some breathing room in this game because Suning didn't really execute perfectly... Uh, I remember the specific moment around like 20 minute mark where Sword Art just shh, just TP just put a portal down mid lane <laughs> right before uh, you know uh, the next like the Cloud Soul would spawn because they were on three Drakes and what happened was like they just they just all died like Ezreal got so many kills and it was quite a disaster. It was really, really, really terrible. Uh, <laughs> like, Sword Art inted super much in this game. And uh, they gave... Uh, honestly, they gave JGD a fighting chance in this one. So, Ezreal, I believe, uh, got an ace. And uh, he had the red buff and the two core with the Icebone Gauntlet. And uh, Mana Mune, of course, this would be the strongest point in the game for Ezreal. And if Suning get over that hurdle, everything would be good. This was at a point where they were 7,000 gold ahead. And... Uh, this just gave them so much breathing room, so much breathing room. GDG started Nash. They managed to uh, get the Nasher, uh, and uh, that uh, really, really delayed the game. If that didn't happen, I thought uh, it was already uh, done, because that was the state of the game. And then Ezreal got ahead. But Ezreal and Twisted Fate uh, couldn't deliver when it mattered the most. I think the enemy team just had too much gold. They managed to get the Cloud Soul, because, of course... As I mentioned, JDG went for Nash instead of the Cloud. Um, to be fair, though, if you look at the red side draft, Cloud Soul isn't super hype. Like maybe, like, like Cloud Soul on Jin is probably it's like probably one of the most useless things ever.
it's uh, very very nuts it's uh, yeah Jin, Jin with his move speed is completely pointless so key takeaways huge level one sword art was having a little bit uh, too much fun uh, with his uh, barred portals because it gave uh, JDG a fighting chance uh, final game let's take a look at the final game Sooning. This draft, Sooning just continued down the same line. Uh, JTG on blue side, they banned Camille, GP Syndra. And then they first picked Graves. Zoe Jin, and then they went for Twisted Fate into Zoe. But then Renekton and Graves, I just, I really don't like it too much together. I thought we were going to see a mall fight this game. Anyhow, Zoe Jin Kindred. Kindred already has a decent target to play against in the shape of Renekton and Graves. And the matchup is uh, completely playable, as we've seen. It is all about what champions Kindred plays into. Like, if you want to learn how to beat a Kindred, you just watch Damon play against uh, Pyoshi Kindred. This game... Honestly, it started off uh, quite good. Because in this game, Bin made kind of a silly mistake. So, so Bin, playing as Renekton, he had uh, he has, has prior into Renekton early if he gets auto attack the wave. And then um, something that you can do with Renekton is, I mean, with Volibear is that you can push in the cannon wave base and then you'll be on time for uh, the, the crab. You can go through the lane, I mean, uh, straight to crab with your jungle and you can be at 315 around that area in order to contest it. But what Bin did was that he walked past the tower, he took two turret shots to freeze the wave, warded, based, TP'd back, and he had no portions. He had two cloth armors. And the problem was that um, Renekton was allowed to stack his rage. He was allowed to stack his rage and he was allowed to build the wave. He had level 5, and even though Ben had an item advantage, he just wasn't strong enough. Because that's the nature of the matchup. Whoever gets to auto-attack the wave and stack rage or stack passive is going to be stronger. If, if, if Ben has grasp ready and he has his passive ready, he wins. If Renekton has full rage, he is going to win. And uh, what this led to for Ben, because he burned TP already, and Renekton was allowed to control the wave, is that... Um, Zoom with this small advantage was allowed to control the wave in a way where Bin got dove, he was level 5, no TP back, and this uh, put JDG uh, in a very dominant position in the game. But that's the thing, the story of the series was that uh, no matter what the game state is, it was hard to predict what the teams are going to play for next, unless it was an objective, you know? You can point to an objective and probably there will be a fight there. Anyhow... JDG was about 3k gold ahead. The continuation was, um, you know, you, you run into this problem where when the enemy team is going to start building cleanses and so forth, uh, your composition is going to be very, very weak. Mercury is very powerful. Uh, any type of CC chain that you can shut down uh, that TF and Ash want to uh, set up these are moments where Blitzcrank is going to lose a lot of value. Like Blitz is fine in isolation against Trash and Jin and Kindred and Zoe too. But of course, we mentioned already that Sooning have 
perform mechanically better and uh, Blitzcrank is a mechanical uh, skill check champion. Uh, Blitzcrank is strong when you can have some CC to align it, but the moment the Mercuries and the QSSs came in, uh, there was no uh, turning back, no turning back at all. I think at one point Suning was 5k goal behind, uh, but uh, Suning managed to piece it uh, together. I really don't like Twisted Fate and Ash together. I really, really don't like it. Like The enemy AD carry already has enough reasons to go cleanse, and uh, especially when you go Essence Reaver Ash, I feel like Twisted Fate and Ash fill a very similar role in most team compositions, is that they set some someone else up for success. Uh, they they provide the utility for your team. Uh, Twisted Fate with the cars, Nash with the slows and, and the arrows. Sure, these two champions do have uh, damage, but I feel like they get countered by the same thing. There was this big fight around Drake where Yagao flashcards a target that has Quicksilver Sash, which was very, very silly. It put uh, JGG in a horrible position. Uh, Lumao actually hooked the Volibear in, and Volibear in this game went for a full tank build. He went for uh, the Bramble Vest and the Sunfire came naturally because he was behind. And on top of that, you know, he's into Renekton. It's good to itemize uh, a lot of armor into this composition that JDG have on the left side. A lot of physical damage to Sifei as the sole AP carry is not going to do so, so well. During all of these movements where JGG were pressuring into topside, diving topside and snowballing through Rennington, Suning did in fact manage to get Triple Dragon. And this uh, fake, this fight that I'm describing where Yao flashes forward and uh, throws a card on a Kindred that has QSS, this was on the third Drake. So this uh, definitely uh, spelled uh, doom for JGG's composition because after these uh, items begin to land, what are you really trying to achieve with these champions. Uh, these champions fall off. Ash, Twisted Fate, Graves, Renekton uh, against the enemy team comp. Um, it just didn't work. Angel on Zoe performed beautifully. He did super, super well. And of course, uh, Huang Feng's uh, Jin. These are two champions. I know a lot of people are asking, why aren't they banned? Why are they open? Well, in the mind of JDG and in the mind of a lot of uh, pro teams. It, Jin and Zoe, before this best of five was played, no one really cared about them. They were just supplementary picks that some players picked and some players didn't. So to to point it to these champions as the issue, I, I think is a bit unfair. It's not like Angel is a Zoe one trick. No Zoe one trick is going to dominate the field. It only is Zoe. Zoe is going to be part of it. No, no, no. It really isn't that way. Same thing for Kwang Feng. He's not a Jin one trick or anything. I think they're they were just mechanically performing better, and uh, I think the beauty of this for, of course, Suning was that by picking Zoe and Jin, I think they denied JDG's biggest comfort champions. I think that was the genius move. And if you put JD, JDG in your own mind and you begin to ban these champions, your biggest comfort champions. Then you'll begin to crumble. I think Suning showed greater depth, better mechanical play, and uh, better uh, preparation. This was so, so important. I'm trying to show my fingers, but I realize uh, it's behind the thing. And that's how I would, uh, in the end, uh, summarize the series. This was my best attempt. Uh, quite wild. 
forgive me for the chaos. Really forgive me for the chaos. I, I'm just, I had some thoughts in my mind and I just threw them into the microphone. So really, really forgive me. The best way, you know, to to watch this in the end is just watch these games. Really, really watch these games. Rarely do I tell you guys to watch these games, uh, but it was very bloody. A lot of beautiful moments from Ben, a lot of beautiful moments from Sword Out with the Bard Ultimates, a lot of great moments from Angel. Uh, I think they really, really cemented the idea that they are truly the Dark Horse of this tournament. This is, you know, such a high level of mechanical skill that they uh, showcased here. I'm super excited for them. Uh, JDG really, really dropped the ball. I think JDG really dropped the ball. I think Suning deserved the victory 100%. Execution was top-notch. But I had high expectations of JDG. I don't mind admitting at all that... Uh, you know, that I was wrong in terms of my prediction. I can give myself a little golden star in the bottom for calling out Suning uh, for a dark horse, but to be fair, you know, you can, you can bet money on every team and then uh, you can feel good about yourself because you're going to get something right. So uh, I predicted JDG. I'll take it on the chin. Psh, uh, my pick him is dead. <laughs> Nevertheless, that leads us into uh, the series that we have tomorrow. Everyone, you had this, I, like when I started over the stream, a lot of people were saying, yo, look, G2 took a game off Sooning. Look at that, man. Whoa. Well, I was of the, of the opinion that Sooning annihilated G2 in three games. I understand for some are going to say that, hey, it was close. I get that. But in the aspects of the game that are truly difficult and aspects of the game that are solvable, you know, Fixing your late game, you know, your late game decision making when you have Nash and you have Soul Point and you're tanking all the head, that's not tricky. That's not difficult. But solving your entire early game, fixing your entire early game, now that is quite a lot of work. You need to hire a contractor, you need to get some materials, you need to rip up the floor, you need to start over. You know, it's quite the work that you have ahead of yourself. G2 in that game against uh, the, the game three, where Ben got the monster flank. You know, that position, when it end, when it got to that point, I believe it was winning. Like, like Senna almost had 200 stanks. I understand that that position was winning. I understand G2 also won the first game that they played. But the path to there, I think Suning showcased a way higher level of skill. And G2, if they managed to win that tiebreaker, it was... It, it would be a steal. That's it, you know? It would just be a steal. Because I think Suning performed better, you know? The aspects that I know are going to be, are going to be transferable between games, Suning performed better. Their early game was better, their cooperation was better, and uh, their idea around draft was better. But G2 managed to snag victories. This is the nature of uh, best of ones in the end, right? So... Sooning winning against JDG, I don't think it directly increases the G2 stock. So I'm sorry to say that to you guys. I know a lot of G2 fans, hey, look at that. Sooning is better than G2. I mean, G2 is better than Sooning, and Sooning beat JDG, which means JDG beat Damwon, and then G2 is going to beat Damwon after beating Genji and being in the finals against Sooning, and they beat Sooning already. You know, like there's some serious gymnastics going on, and I don't think these have some correlation. 
I think JDG underperformed, and then Sonic's story of growth continues. Sooning, throughout summer, grew, got better, got better, got better, got shut down by Top Esports 3-0, slapped down. And we didn't have information on the JDG versus Sooning uh, 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 matchup. Anyhow, Tobis was a fanatic. Some people coming into the videos looking for hope, uh, but sorry. I don't have hope to give. Upsets can happen, right? Upsets can happen. But that's what it would be. Like if Fnatic wins this best of five, it would be, you know, a massive, massive upset. Because Fnatic have showed a lot of their cards on how they want to play. Maybe they can find something new, you know? They, maybe they can find something new in terms of, uh, you know, preparation. But I think there are some specific bands that you can send towards, of course, Fnatic. And I think uh, that is going to put Fnatic on the ropes already. I think Hillisang can be the difference maker because I think Hillisang is better than Yuyanja. I think Bipu can hold strong. I think Reckless has a mountain to climb here in the form of Jackie Love. I think it would be the same case for any AD at this tournament, maybe barring Ruler. It is going to be hard for Fnatic. Very hard. But... Something that we've seen from LPL teams is that they are fast and loose and they shoot from the hip. And Fnatic can play ball, you know? They can definitely play ball. I think Fnatic is a tricky team to beat. But Top Esports is definitely very, very dangerous in this tournament. I see them as tournament favorite. I see them potentially beating down one. But uh, let's see as uh, the tournament progresses. I think 3-1 Top Esports, maybe 3-0. Uh, I doubt Fnatic is going to squeeze more. If we see game one, boom, uh, Tobis was blue side, they ban Oriana, first big Lucian, and uh, already from that position, it's going to be rough. Like I said, they ban Oriana Graves. They know the enemy is not going to pick Nidalee, right? They know the enemy is not going to pick Nidalee. We know that uh, Fnatic is most likely not going to pick Lilia either, uh, and all of a sudden, you know, Fnatic is going to uh, have a hard time. They get away with picking... Hecarim, and so forth, but there's a reason, I think, why the LPL teams don't play Hecarim and the LCK teams don't play Hecarim. The key difference between Hecarim and the other farm junglers is that the other farm junglers are actually strong early game. If you think of what Hecarim struggles against, I think Graves is really good into Hecarim, Nidalee good into Hecarim, I think Lilia is good into Hecarim, and Hecarim requires a lot of levels and uh, maybe a couple of kills to really activate because his items are very expensive. So I think, you know, Hecarim needs a lot of conditions to work. I think self-made is fantastic, but uh, uh, I don't know how deep Fnatic can go here in terms of uh, using uh, the strengths that they have. Maybe Hillisang, I think if, if they grab a game, I think Hillisang is going to be the differential where he claps back against Yudancha. But Jackie Love is looking massive. I think Knight versus Nemesis is also a monster matchup. And Whippo is definitely going to have a test against the 369. But Whippo has performed super well at this tournament. Like, this meta is perfect for Whippo. Everyone talks about self-made meta, but this meta for Whippo? My man. He's been playing Orn. He loves that Volibear. He was smacking people super hard on the top side. 
uh, with Volibear. He itemizes beautifully on this champion. I think he is just, uh, you know, this, this meta is great for him. Same thing for Hillisang. This meta is great for him. And uh, that in itself is, is super cool as well. Something that requires, you know, some, some highlights. Anyhow. Uh, I think that's it for this video. Thank you so much for watching, guys. I'm apologizing once again for the chaos. This was chaotic, but so was the game. So maybe it was justified. People in the Twitch chat, do you have any questions, any final words? Was that okay? Do I get the seal of approval for you guys, from you guys? Yeah, Whippo GP, that's a good shout. Whippo GP. Whippo GP, yeah. Perfect meta, man. Perfect meta for a boy, Whippo. We love you. I love you is my question. G2 gonna smash. <laughs> I'm on the desk. Will you marry me? No. SFM best jungler in tournament? Honestly, yeah. Could be the case. Could be the case. SFM really, really did things that I've never seen a jungler ever do before. That's, that's mental. Can Fnatic get away with an Evelyn against top? Well, I think if they have Lucian, yes. But I don't think they're going to ever get the hands on Lucian. Maybe the plan from Toby Esports is going to be uh, Lucian ban, Oriana ban, Graves ban. And then maybe Fnatic is just, uh, you know, they need to activate Y with Hillisang. And then maybe they're going to be okay. Can Nemesis play Jay Smith? Press X to doubt. Maybe he's gonna play... What's the, the tentacle lady? The LS invention. Maybe some Milawi mid. Can Suning keep up with top and team fights? Yeah. Now that is gonna be a mental matchup, man. Suning versus top esports. Because re regardless of the outcome... Holy... Okay. Thank you so much for watching. If you sneeze during this video, bless you and bless your face. Can you say hello to my friend Vizen? He is a fan who watches from YouTube. Hello, Vizen. You better eat your damn vegetables. Bless your face.